songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and today I am joined by my uh, co-host for life, Ari Vukitas. Hi, the internet! And <laughs> we are joined by a very dear uh, friend who we have known for a million zillion years. He's hilarious. Um, he is a jack of many trades. Um, you, If you're a Boston sports person, you might be familiar with a lot of the work that he does on... The radio. <laughs> yeah. On television, the internet. Some people call me Fitzy. How are you, Bets? There you go. It's Nick Stevens. Hello. Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here on How Come Dad's Crying in the Shower, my <laughs> alternate title for Why Mommy Drinks. <laughs> I have zero I have zero shame in admitting all of the emotional tumult, joys, triumphs, tragedies, successes and failures that have come with the past 9 years Ooh. of my life which uh, are also my favorite 9 years of my life that would be being a parent. The role everyone told me that I was always cut out for, that I could for the life of me for the first three and a half decades of existence never ever see myself doing. But it's almost like holding a child. Like you hold someone else's kid and you're like, Ugh, what is, what is <laughs> ew, this, smell, this is weird. This is uh, this thing smells. I don't. I want nothing to do with this. And then your own child is born and you pick it up and it just like, it just happens. It just it just fits. Um, yeah, kids are awesome, and they also make me fucking crazy. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we have a saying, because we have to say it so many times a day. That's true. Uh, we just say TFK, because what we want to say is these fucking kids, but we can't right. say these fucking kids, and we, we don't have time to say these fucking kids so many times a day, so we just shorten it to TFK. <laughs> I am one hundred percent running with TFK. Yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, like WTFK is going to be the name of my new little home <laughs> broadcast studio that yes. I'm coming to you from right now. <laughs> and, and listen, I accidentally, and you know, and Ari knows, and for all the years that we performed together, and the six plus years that Ari and I did the Shark Show, our variety show in the East Village, and all the inappropriate sketches, half written characters, half baked ideas, foul language that we've used, and of course. That which became sort of a hallmark of my Fitzy character and all the Boston work I've done. Like I, I have, I work a little blue. I have a, I have a potty mouth, and I always thought like I would never swear in front of my kids, Ugh. and I swear in front of them all the time. And it's not on purpose; it just happens. And my <laughs> wife, Emily, has instituted this friggin' policy where to try to get me to stop swearing. I love her to death. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of backfiring because. They're kids, and it's two boys, and they're four and they're eight, and, you know, these fucking kids. So her policy is it's okay if the kids swear following you swearing. That way you'll swear less because do you want to hear your kids going through the whole life yelling, this fucking game? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Isn't that weird? I, isn't that weird? <laughs> Emily's known you almost as long as I have. She ought to know you better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Huh. I keep telling her like I I I, under, I understand like I understand like hearing like okay well the kid like you want to stop swearing you want to swear in front of your kids like that it's okay for your kids to swear and so then they do but the problem is it's hilarious 
it's hilarious when you hear a four-year-old say, oh, that asshole dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so uh, Ari and I are, are married, so we share children. We have three children. They're all boys. We have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And uh, you just said it, but how old are your kids? Uh, you have two boys, Nick, and how old are they? Uh, my boys are eight and four. The oldest one is to be nine in two weeks. To be nine. Wow. To be nine. He shall be nine. And nine. Four. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, it's 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 wild. Let's man. get right it really to it. Is. I think um, I think you would relate to this story, Nick. And I didn't say this before, but it's feel free to interrupt in bits and tangents. It's not like the moth. Um, so last night uh, really broke us. Uh, oh, where do we even start? So bedtime is one of the kids like is one of the kids like like. Is he doing like uh, laundering crypto for someone or something? No, no. Although one of my kids is making <laughs> fake fake crypto commercials. Uh, that is true. For a fake crypto called Mousecoin, and they're pretty funny. Oh, that's what they're fucking talking about. Okay. Yeah. Can I watch the Mousecoin? What are you talking about? That Ajax made. What? Yeah. All right. Th they are, God bless them, old enough to understand that crypto and NFTs suck. They don't fully understand them, but they make fun Me of them neither. in media. So, yeah. So, last night, they're getting ready for bed. Uh, Odie has been doing, our youngest has been doing this thing where he f wants to fall asleep in our bed, which is fine. It means Ari has to carry him later, but it means that then there's just 33% less chaos that's been taken out of the bedtime situation. So yeah. And fine. Rex, our oldest, always complains about it. He's like, why isn't Odie in here? It's like, you don't want him in here. You yeah. Why constantly complain when he's in here. <laughs> so, but the, the dynamic between the older two is that, um, our middle kid is always kind of on the outs or the victim of uh, bullying from from his younger brother, his older brother. So, uh, so last night, it, it, bedtime is over. Ari is. I'm in a teaching. meeting. Meanwhile, yeah. so I'm on, on in a Zoom call. So it's one of those nights where Betsy is supposed to be. You know, like some nights we can do it together, but some nights we trade off. So this is one of those nights where she's like, can you help? And I'm like, honestly, no. Like, I am presenting something. And so every time I, I'm like, okay, and so good night. They're like, come in here, mom. Mama, th th he's mean to me. And he said, he called me fat. And then blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. Uh, look, you can, can you just stop talking to each other? I don't care if I talk to him. And, uh, and, you know, just like, hey, guys, let's just... It sounds like you're you're getting riled up, and uh, let's just let's just leave each other alone. Let's not talk to each other. Let's just go to sleep. Let's just turn off the light. I can't fall asleep with the light off. I can't fall asleep with the light on. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm downstairs on Zoom trying to act like a professional, but every time I click on mute, there's like Aah! like coming from upstairs. And and all yeah, all you hear is like through the floorboards. You hear mother. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, I, and I and I hear that all the time because what you know I'm either like I do radio from the house sometimes so I'll be like in sync on a live broadcast <laughs> and I'll have to like run out during a commercial break and I'll just have to be like a uh, gentle reminder dad is on the radio and all I hear is ow my nuts 
Could we, could we, could we please maybe not mention our nuts or be throwing transformers at each other? I yes. love you. And then I always end it with like an escalated, I love you, but cut the shit. And then one of the kids will be like, cut the shit. And then Emily goes, see, are you happy now? And the, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fun. it was a lot of like wailing and crying every, and I would be like, I'm, I've had it. Like it, it, it escalated. It got to the point where I was like yelling, like just stop talking to him. Turn over and face the wall. Don't look at, because that's the other thing. Uh, one of our kids, the oldest, is like, I can only sleep on this side. Oh yeah, I can only lay on this side, and so he's like hanging off his bed, like looking at his brother. <laughs> the moment I leave the room, he's like saying terrible. I things can't to sleep him. unless I stare at my brother and blurt out insults. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Wait, so this is like turning you guys into like the guards in Squid Game, where it's like the as soon as the lights go out, like you know, like all hell is gonna break <laughs> loose in there. Someone's getting shivved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's a alarmingly apt. Yeah. Alarmingly uh, alarming. Uh, same thing with our like you can't you like how many times a day do you guys think you say like enough okay, all right, no, but seriously enough wrestling. Stop. Like okay, the, no, seriously like guys, I I understand this is fun. Like you have all of this like boy energy you have to work out. You know, spoiler alert, dad also was one of you guys as well a long time ago, but like We've told you seven times. We have taken everything away. You already lost TV for the day. There's no iPad this weekend. I can't literally like put you in a sensory, if I could build a sensory deprivation chamber and just lock you in there for the day so you would come to understand. Actually, your mother really wants to go in there for a day just because you guys can't be in there. Like, <laughs> stop. Like the, the word, like the most useless word in the English language when you have when you are a parent of multiple boys, is stop. Yep. It means nothing. It yeah. means nothing. It's up nothing. there with listen. Yeah, you just b <laughs> you dig a hole and you yell stop into it and then you cover it up. Yes. No one will ever right. hear it. Sometimes I'll just give parental advice into a paper bag and then I'll dig a hole in the backyard and I'll bury it in hopes that one day when they're older, they'll dig it up and open the bag and hear my advice because they're not going to hear it now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. No, you may as well just like literally go out in the park, go out in the driveway in your pajamas and just like talk to somebody and just like deliver the same words you would because it would probably have a greater impact on your recycling barrel, a squirrel, or a coffee grinds <laughs> when than I first it would got to your LA, own effing kids. When I kids. moved here and you see there's like people shuffling around in bathrooms and slippers just mumbling on the street, and I assumed like, oh, these people all have like meth problems and these people are all like unhoused and mentally ill. No, they're just parents and they're half an hour into bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> they are parents that are in their 40s and have multiple boys. Exactly. Oh, and they're so tired. They're so tired. Um, All right. So, wait, you, so, really you, quick, so like wait, the Nick, lights are off. Nick, and, uh, when yeah. your kids are, are wrestling, is uh -huh. it like how it is here, which is it will always end in tears. It will always end in someone getting hurt and having to get an ice pack because that's how it is mm -hmm. at our house. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, LRWF Living Room Wrestling Federation produces nothing but blood, tears, yeah. and bruises yeah. on a regular basis. And like the older boy knows that he's too big to like really yes. deliver blows or like like go max strength. So he's gentle about that. But the four year old who has classic younger brother fighting for attention complex. <laughs> uh, a is the more fearless of the two. B probably one day will be the more naturally athletic 
of the two of them as well, and they're different like that. Thomas, uh, the older one, he's very smart, but he's more sensitive. Uh, and he also, you know, kind of wants his own space a lot of times. But he, because we've been locked inside for the better part of two years together, he has done a great job of playing down a lot with his brother, who, in absence of being able to go to school in a pre-K program, needed someone to play with. So Thomas doesn't, Aww. I will say, infantilize, but like he get, plays younger and plays down with Sawyer. And he really enjoys that That's as well. Sweet. He's great with kids that are younger than him and kids that are much older than him as well. Kids his own age, it's it's kind of an iffy proposition sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's because Thomas presents a unique proposition with his... Uh, manner of speaking and his sensitivities and those are all beautiful things that I absolutely love about him. Sawyer just like the the younger dude, he's just like an adorable toe-headed bowling ball and he just (laughs) goes right at you and like, you know, like he just throttles his brother and is always getting after him and like no matter how many times you say like, Sawyer, leave Thomas alone he's reading and next thing I know I go back in the other room and I hear like and I come in the other room and like Diary of a Wimpy Kid is on the floor and Thomas is like splayed on the couch as Sawyer is preparing to like superfly snook off the top of the sofa and like pounce on his brother and there's like Cheerios over here and there's spilled Fairlife chocolate milk over there and that's when dad is just like I promised I wouldn't yell but enough of this shit stop it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's oh, impossible. And then on the way over, you like you roll an ankle because you step on like a pile of Nerf bullets, and you're like, "I told you, no Nerf guns in the lip." Like, oh. you're ice skating on a magnetile. <laughs> oh my god, they hurt so much. Those jagged edges of the mag, like. Stepping on a magnet tile is the only thing that is akin to the pain of accidentally stepping on a Lego. Like, that's the worst. Your magnet tiles are fucked up. What happened? (laughs) We're just slipping on them all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you like, if like the kids love building like, um, they love like using the like the isosceles triangular ones and building like Thomas loves Star oh. Wars. I mean, any boy, you know, boys love Star Wars, spaceships, etc. So Thomas is always building like a Star Destroyer or something and they all are a rocket and they always have these acute angles. And if you don't look the right way and you just step on one, you're like Marv when he steps on the 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 needle the the nail in home alone when he's going down the stairs uh-huh. and you just watch the foot go into it and you're like <laughs> it was a very distinct reference but i think no, I part can, of the audience can, remembers that scene it, oh it's it, yeah i can see that like frame for frame the movie always really slows down mm-hmm. for me when that happens <laughs> oh so it's getting worse and worse. I'm I keep coming downstairs and being like, I can't do this, you know. And Ari's like on a meeting, uh, and I'm just like, I can't. One if it happens one more time, I just cannot, um, because I keep going up there, and it just keeps. Uh, they they will, uh, and every time I'm like, I'm gonna leave the room now, and Ajax is like screaming, like, don't leave the room, don't leave me with him. Like they're just in their beds. It's not like the oldest is attacking him. Um, and I'm like, I would love to stay here forever, but I also cannot. I need to leave your room and I need to go like be alone and have alone time and adult time. Because all three of our kids share one room. And by the way, they always will because we don't have enough rooms to give each of them a room. Right. And you either need one room or you need three rooms. You can't just give one of them the thing so they're all you know it would be great at this stage in their lives if they had a little private space but i don't think there's any way i can accommodate that 
So maybe one day you'll be able to Brady Bunch it where like Greg gets the attic and Peter and Bobby have to split the bedroom and they can hope to one day escalate or graduate to the cool attic bedroom. But yeah. like right now, the reality is it's a three for special at the this is where you're sleeping. So shut the hell up and go to bed store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it just got worse and worse. And I got worse and worse and yelling and uh, eventually... Ajax came downstairs and it was after it was like after I was like I cannot do this Ari like whatever meeting this is it can't be as important as uh the amount that I am over this uh so I can't deal with this and so Ajax came down and he's like and I just I was just like talk talk to daddy I can't and uh and that's where you picked up yeah so I'm like all right I guess I'm leaving this meeting for now so, first thing Ajax just has to do is like get it all. Ari, off you've chest. shut your camera off. What's wrong? Ari, you've <laughs> shut your camera off. What's wrong? Yeah, all, all, I just hear screaming and crying. Uh, so, so I'm just kind of hearing him out. And by the way, I've heard all. He's like Rex and I, and I go, yeah, I know. I've been listening to it for the last half an hour. Yeah. Like, don't don't worry. I know word for word what's been happening. I am caught. And you're up. like, what do you want us to do? Yeah, I was like, what, what do you want me to do? How can I help? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. All right. I'm not going back up there. Well, you know. You look, are. You will be. You yes. are. That's actually what is happening. Because I can't. Yeah. Um, also, what are you going to do? Sleep in the bathtub? Like, you're going upstairs. Um, so I it's hear. It's on the table. <laughs> I hear out his whole complaint. And by the way, everything he's saying, valid, right? Yeah. Which is like, his brother's trolling him. But he also. His brother's being a bully. He he's hasn't learned mean. yet to not feed the monster. Right. So like he could just put on noise canceling headphones and put the blanket over his head and be done with it. But that's not how my kids roll. They need justice to be served. They need convictions. Mm. They need a parent on their side. So so I go upstairs. I walk in. Rex is kind of quiet. Ajax gets in his bed. Uh, and he was like, and you know, Ajax complained the whole time. So finally, Rex is like, and as Ajax is talking, Rex is like, are you going to hear my side? You, are you even interested? Oh, so you're just going to listen to him, right? So you're just going to hear his side? And so finally I'm like, all right, Rex, what's your side? And he's like, he's being an idiot. And yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, okay. So that, <laughs> that, doesn't really, that doesn't really help. And then he's like, I'm just trying to get to uh. sleep and Ajax will stop being an idiot. And I was like, well, I, that, I don't think that's true. He's like, it is. How do you know? You don't know what I want to do. I was like, well, the fact that you're yelling about it, you know, and I, and I was like, well, just face the other way. He's like, are you crazy? I can't just face the other way. <laughs> I'm like, all right, because I feel like you probably could. Um, he acts as if his body like won't work on the other side. He and, can't lay on the yeah. other side of his body. And so I'm like, all right, look, are you you truly want to go to sleep? Because you you can, you have that control. And he's like, yes, I want to go to sleep. I'm like, okay, great. Then he goes, as long as my brother's not an idiot all the time. And it's like, all right, dude. So like, that's it. Why did you have to put the, you saw that the fire was almost out. Like oh. people, like the news cameras were leaving, the, they were packing yes. up the truck and then you had to lob another Molotov cocktail at it. Why? Why? Did, why? I think it's why? a little bit like, I remember when you, we used, there used to be those shows on TV, like Super Nanny and stuff like that, right? Like Wife Swap, where someone that's like terrible at parenting or terrible relationships would go mm -hmm. on TV and so everyone could see how terrible they were. But it's like, I finally figured right. out like, oh, people go on those shows just because they think like, if I make my case loud enough, people are going to realize that I'm right. 
and I think that's got to be it. I'm that's just... all of sports TV, isn't it? Like th- <laughs> yeah. that's just, that's all the stuff I watch, which is like this is what I have to say. Well, that's interesting because I have to say the exact opposite, and I'm being louder. Good <laughs> right. point. Right. The difference is in sports TV. At least you can be like, okay, but the Packers lost the game. Like you can't, you know. Right. But if it were my kids, they'd be like, oh no, they won the game, and I can prove it. It's like all right. <laughs> Well, so, I, yeah. see, I also applaud the three, the two of you for being able to like, like the reality is that like, it's like everyone is in the belly of the Mayflower. So one way or another, like you're either making it across this ocean alive or you're going to be on un, unalive. So <laughs> this is the, uh, the options are sleep in this bedroom, shut the fuck up and go to bed or, uh, okay, no, you're still going to have to sleep in this bedroom. So yeah. Uh, I like that you're so the mo- Boston that you use Mayflower metaphors to describe parenting. Yeah, oh, it's a it's a classic. Like I'm I'm all in on the like you know like my old my uh, my buddy who I worked with for a couple years um, did a radio show and I knew him from the commercial trail in New York. He's from from Boston area. He lives in Rhode Island now. Maddie. Um, he he used to always say like his his whole expression was like look. We all just want the plane to land. Like, it doesn't matter how, it, like, we just, like, doesn't matter who sits where, what, who gets served what, how fast we fly, whatever. Like, we all just want the plane to land. And you can take that metaphor a million different ways for what you want it to mean. I am a, uh, of the similar kind, like, we just, like, everyone just grab an oar. Like, doesn't doesn't yeah. matter who's up at the front of the boat, who's in the back, how much water we take on. Like, let's just get to shore. Yeah. And for that, I mean, like, get to bed. Yeah. Get our homework done. Take a bath. Brush our teeth. Like, Bang make sure out. mom and dad don't have a complete nuclear meltdown. Exactly. And the fact that you guys can manage at 11, 9, and 6 with... Puberty on the horizon, you know, one kid still in toddlerdom, but probably given the way things go now and kids knowing and seeing far more than they used to exiting toddlerhood soon, like you have multiple unique dynamics going on with three boys in the same room. Like that is just like, I mean, the, the chemical, the emotional compounds that are in there that are ready to explode on a moment's notice. Like if you guys ever leave the house and don't look like, a celebrity mugshot on a regular basis, uh-huh. then you've won the day. Yeah, like, I've got seriously, resting like, face. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, like, hey, uh, Nick, you're looking a little less Nick Nolte mugshot today. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Although on the inside, I feel like the Tiger Woods mugshot all the time. Oh my god. Um, you know what I mean? Like that. That's really. That's really really difficult. And yeah. of course, it begets. You know, like. The emotional tones and, and experiences you guys get probably inform your comedy, inform your improv. It gives you stories on the podcast. And, like, it's thickening your skin and toughening you as people and parents. But at the same time, there have to be some moments. Like, I do it all. I even say it out loud. I'll say it to uh, Emily. I'll say it to the kids. And I'll just be like, this isn't real life. This, like, yeah. this, this isn't real. Like, I'm at, like, where's the camera? Or, like, did I take the wrong pill, Morpheus? Uh, like, what? Oh, like, yeah. this has to be a sim, right? Like, everyone, like, all right, cut. Let's break down the walls of the Truman Show. Uh, let's, let's show, show me the set. Like, this is obviously a gimmick, right? Because the people in my life do such absurd things. And <laughs> I'm sure I'm probably to blame for a lot of it, given the way I behave. But in this, and, and like the scenarios I create or enable, but like, I, I just like you, I like I applaud you guys for being able to handle that because like that is literally like the recipe for madness. Yeah, it really truly is. Thank you for seeing us. Yeah, my version of that land the plane 
thing is, I like I said this last night. I said this to Rex, where he's like, I'm not going to sleep. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, you are. Like, let me tell you, there are certain things that are going to happen, and then there's some variables. You will fall asleep. You will get up and go to school tomorrow. Little did I know, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I was like, but, you know, the difference is, is like. Is he not in school today? He wasn't yesterday. I, my kids are starting to figure out that in this day and age, you can go to school nurse and go, eh, eh, I have the COVID symptoms. And then I they call me and I have to come pick and them up. And they're like, come get them immediately and don't bring them back until you've proven they don't have the COVID. Yeah. Yesterday, Rex was texting oh, us like, no. pick us up. And then then I got a call from the school that's like, hey, Rex is here. He's, he's got COVID symptoms. You're and then I've go- got another call from Ajax's school. We had to pick up the both of the older boys early yesterday and both schools were just like um they seem awfully covety and so i needed you to come immediately and get these covid people uh yeah yeah, they were real uptight that's downright diabolical yeah yeah and by the way i don't know if you know this if you're listening but covid is actually an acronym for doesn't feel like being in school right now Uh (laughs) it means i got a tummy wow yeah and how can i expand upon this how can i come home and sit on the couch and play co-video games all day <laughs> Let me call the COVID idiots I call mom and dad. Exactly. And- I want to yep. hear uh, Nick's uh, story just because I want to make sure that Great. we have enough time to hear uh, all of your uh, lovely, we've beautiful stories. We've got all stories. the time in the world. Are you kidding? Uh, we have, uh, and then I, I'll, I'll like, tell the story is... if we have time on the back end of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Times that have – there are so many different times. Let me tell you – let me share with you guys uh, a time uh, – okay. Here's a t- the time that uh, being a parent. Oh my God, there's so many. I'm literally looking at this list, and I'm like, like okay, this morning, for example, Nick, Nick I had to, here's one. circuited just thinking about I, it. I love it. I know. Yeah. I, I, oh, because there's so many. Like, I got the the show prep email, and I was like, hmm, a time that being a parent broke me. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's always under my skin, and like, it's you know, you know, uh, you know, it's like sort of like a some sort of bug that's buzzing around my head, but like, you know, in the long run, it's enriched my and bettered my life in so many ways. But I stopped and thought of it. And then like, once the first story hit me, this deluge of other stories, like, oh yeah, they were acting like little assholes. Or like, oh yeah, like I did literally think that that was the end of my marriage. Or like, yeah, I, I, I did look over the balcony and thought, I mean, how bad would the thud be? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's over, it's over quick, right? Or just yeah, like, hey, yeah. listen, you know what? Why not? I mean, in movies, they chug the whole bottle of bourbon. Let's give it a shot. Uh, uh, honestly, I've never, it has never gotten that bad. No, I, we are loving, pa- gentle parents. Um, we, you know, Ari and I grew up in the Boston area. You know, I'm sure your parents were a little different, but like growing up in my house, like if you misbehaved, you'd get the yad stick. Or like, you know, you you know, we back then, like if you if you were bad or you misbehave or you didn't listen or eat your supper, sometimes you might get a little smack, you know, yeah. like, you know, a whack and a pop in the chops or a whack on the bottom was not something that was unfamiliar to kids in Boston and the South Shore or just of our day and age. Yeah. And now it's like we have to have a whole breakout session. Yeah. We can't use a number of triggering words. We have to encourage them like, hey, you know what? Ted Lasso 
great model for a coach. The show we all needed during the pandemic to pick us up. Impossible paradigm in terms of being a parent. It's just <laughs> not possible to be dad lasso. Sorry. Yeah. I would yeah. love to be the most positive, encouraging parent in the world who always finds a way to spin a negative into a positive, all while looking dapper with a really, really good Movember stash. It's just not reality. And so I'll always have that to aspire to, but at the same time, like let's, let's deal in reality. Like yeah. let's deal with the, this morning, for example. So you said earlier, uh, one of the kids is at, uh, Odysseus, Odie always hop, tries to hop in your bed, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Sawyer is four and a half. He comes into our bed every night, Yeah. every single night. And it's at a, a variable time. It doesn't matter. He, and he always like, and he ends up like sleeping he, you know, he's a wee little peanut of a dude so like he always ends up like sleeping on my head like i've literally <laughs> woken up and i have and I've, I've had like a 35 inch human being on my face and he's got this you know i have a giant head as you can see and you guys full well know uh audience legitimately i was not allowed to play freshman football in high school because they couldn't find a helmet big enough to fit my head so i had to sit out the majority of my freshman football year wow no joke that's no not bullshit. A bit. Yeah, no, my head is huge. Um, it's enormous. It's a size eight. Like I wear an eight and, eight and a quarter or eight and an eighth hat. Like you have to go off market. You have to go like, and of course, like the joke yeah, after I stopped playing football was, hey, Stevens, now we can take your helmet and use it as a punch bowl for the end of season party. Like, no, you so can't because nice. it holds at the top. Yeah, I was like, no, it's it has a face mask. Yet. Like you, like you can't like all the all, yeah. all the all, all the punch will run idea. out of it. You dumb dumbs. But the giant oh, will put a car in thing it. at the ballpark. <laughs> exactly. Instead, yeah, back uh, like the family of five banana split at Fenway. So, um, so this was one of those mornings, and uh, you know, Sawyer moves around the bed all the time, and. Uh, it, it was, I don't know, it was like seven o'clock or something. And so I was like, let's wake up, dad. And he always <laughs> wants me to like carry him down the stairs. Oh, and he's geez. like, he's in a very like loving dad clingy phase. And <laughs> I, you know, again, eventually it'll be gone and he won't want me around. And so I'll remember this fondly. But at the time being, it takes away from our sleep. It adds a little I, extra something. Uh, Nick, I I'm think I might have a. With Odie right now, because he's six, right? And so I keep being like, oh, soon he'll be too big to ambush me and kick me in the balls. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, this sucks, as... but I also never want to lose this. Yeah, exactly. Soon Sawyer won't be like scrote height, so he can just be like, hey, dad, nutshot, and just like pop me right in the baby yeah. maker, which is always just a great. So Sawyer then uh, says to me, he's like, dad, I think I had an accident. And I'm like, no, Sawyer, I don't think you peed in the bed. I, I check around our bed. He's like, no, there's nothing here. And. I go into his room and I like I always make a point of trying to make the beds in the morning and teaching the kids too because a made bed helps for an orderly mind and it's Whoa. a positive way to start the day. Wow. So I check his bed. So I'm doing the beds like there I am. It's like 7:20 in the morning and I'm on all fours in our bed like a dog uh like <laughs> trying like trying to smell if I pick up even just like a yeah. trace, a faint whiff of like that sharp, so sour toddler urine that's so acrid and miserable. And you never um, smell it a little bit. It's like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. It. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like, like, like kid, like, like toddler whiz. It's just like, it's like a pee that has been put in like the same pot 
that you like ferment kombucha or like you know like Chinese kimchi, like Korean yeah. cabbage kimchi and you just bury it for thirty days and bring it up and you're like oh oh god <laughs> oh it's oh how did you make liquid smell like eggplant that had been left in the sun for twenty days God that, bless that you child smell you used to get on the thirty fourth street subway stop when the elevator doors open Ooh. and you're like it uh, smells like hay uh, and human urine uh, 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 so. Then I go to his bed and I'm like, you know, like dad sniffing, find nothing, nothing. All right, so we go through the morning. So em- Emily has to go to work. Then we get Thomas to the bus stop and now it's finally time to get Sawyer ready. And he's a little underrested because probably, you know, spoiler alert, he slept on my head for half the night. So I'm tired. He's tired. He's definitely going to be late for school. And, 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 and I'm trying to get him dressed. And halfway through, he's like, Dad, I had an accident last night. I'm like, Sawyer, I checked all of the beds. He's like, no, I hit a lady with my car. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, Sawyer, Sawyer, were you up late drinking and you bought something on eBay that was way out of your price range again? Did you have the winning bid? I hit a cop with my cozy coop. (laughs) Gotta stop giving that kid Ambien. (laughs) uh, (laughs) mm. So... uh, Finally, Sawyer just goes, no, no, Dad, smell my nuts. No. And I was like, what? And turns out, he's like, yeah, I had a small accident. And it turns out he did, and only, and I had no idea. And he's in that phase now where, like, everything involves, like, he, everything. So, someone said it around Thomas, who, like, it, like chicken pox, poison ivy, COVID, whatever, brought it home. So then Thomas started saying, everything involved my n- farts or my nuts. Oh, my oh God, yeah. That's, that's all the only too. words that. That's only things that gets at everything involves farts or my nuts. Yeah. And I, so I should, I pail to so think. So then Sawyer goes, smell my nuts. And he's like, sure enough, then I have to wash him down. And we're 15 sure minutes enough, late. For, and I'm just, Wait, sure enough, you smell his nuts. At some point, you just take a kid's <laughs> word for it. <laughs> <laughs> he got you good. Jesus Christ, Nick. <laughs> you got to smell his finger too. Come on, man. You're the dad here. <laughs> Nick, I can't wait till I next see you in person. I'm gonna be like, oh, dude, I smelled vanilla on my butthole. Check this out. <laughs> oh, look, there's free baby Ruths in that the bowl over there. Help yourself Nick. in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I just fell for like a, one of those Twitch things where it's like, hey, have you met my friend Bofa? Who? Exactly. Bofa D's nuts? Yeah. Oh my god. No. Oh god. No, but turns out no, he did. Like he had one of those tiny peas. So that's like it's like one of those like little quick shots of like concentrated kid whiz. So only his underwear and his pajamas smelled. Oh. But I never like getting out of bed. I wasn't like, here, sir, come here. So, <laughs> my God. Oh, you were nice enough to say, hey, before the podcast starts, you know, in case there's anything you feel like might be over the line, let us know about it. And now I'm going to have to authorize you guys publishing a podcast that has someone accusing me of smelling. (laughs) Wait, let me follow this up. Finally, eventually I got him to school. He was late. I forgot something. I ended up having to make a second trip to drive back. So, you know, like 45 minutes of my day at least right now has been involved either, you know, sniffing around for kid whiz, bringing lunches and stuffies and whatever that I forgot back to school. And he had a meltdown on the way because he was staying longer. And if he doesn't have this certain 
this rainbow colored owl that he calls Rainbow Hoo Hoo uh, for his nap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and everything is everything is hoo hoos now. See, it's like, uh, um, it's, it's nuts. Now, do so, you have uh, a problem? Not because Betsy and I would have this problem of. If our kid said rainbow hoo-hoo, one of us would have to turn to the other and be like, your mom takes it in the rainbow hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like rainbow hoo-hoo? Like who? Like it feels like a bad bit all the time because yes. everything is – everything. Like it's, Sawyer, they're called owls. Yeah, hoo-hoos. Like, okay, okay, you know, again, you'll only call them hoo-hoos for so long, exactly. so we're going to run yes. with the bit because it's precious and this is your experience, not mine. And I'm here, I'm here to enhance it and protect you and, you know, try to give you a – Something resembling a head start or a 529. So good luck, kid. Um, <laughs> however, uh, speaking of embarrassing stories involving, like I said, everything is my nuts and farts. Um, so Thomas, uh, who my secret, uh, my secret, like he's just getting into superhero movies now. Um, so my nickname for Thomas uh, as like an arch Marvel villain is Dr. Overshare uh, <laughs> because he... <laughs> because he all like shares what like a if you think I talk a lot and I know the both of you know me to be pretty chatty Kathy <laughs> Thomas like Thomas makes me seem like a like a mute like this kid he just talks and talk, and he can't help it like he just like he's powered by like a little nervous energy and he's got a lot of thoughts and he's a really smart kid and he just goes on and on and on and on all the time to the point where like I often like when I see Emily, like, somewhere between, like, shaking the martini and pouring it, I'll just hear, like, that's all I can hear about that subject today, Thomas. Thank you. Like, it's about Minecraft. It's about World War II ships. It's about all these different uh, things that he loves. Yes. And just, like, just basically he verbally Wikipedia entries our life all the time, just carpet yes. bombing us and with stats, I, I facts, figures. I try to be an active listener for that stuff uh -huh. because I feel like, you know, with my parents when I was a kid, I could tell. You know, when I had, when, when your I was, eyes would glaze. Yes. And, yeah. and I need my dad to hear about right. my D&D &D character. And he was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm listening. But I could tell he did not care. And so I want to be more engaged. But the problem with that is if you do a good job, it just, they're like, aha. Yeah. Right. And the other thing, too, is there's right. a lot of stuff with our kids that I think in any other normal time in human history, they would get a lot of this stuff out with their friend group. But because they've been so Correct. isolated and our kids too, my <laughs> older two kids go to schools that aren't in the neighborhood. They go to magnet schools that are kind of far away. So they don't have local friends. So for better or for worse, we kind of are their friend group, you know? Yes. Also, yes. you do have to teach them. I mean, it's important that they do learn that they are boring people because if they don't learn that, they will bore people. At some point, yes. Yeah. I have known people who never learned that lesson, and it's very difficult to be around them. <laughs> I mean, that said, look. Am they, I the first person that has to tell you no in this life person I'm talking to that hasn't shut up for the last yeah. 20 minutes? Like, At the same time, like, look, their their parents are storytellers. They'll figure it out. They'll, they'll get there. But also at some ev point. Eventually. Right. And they're excited about it, too. Right. But it's like, I... My passion for Pokemon runs reasonably shallow. Mm. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. and I, I can only, like, I can only hear so much about, like, Mr. Beast. Like, he makes oh really good, like... Mr. Beast. It's, Mr. Beast, Beast is 24-7 Jimmy, Jimmy. a guest in our home. I know. Like I, I live with all these guys, like uh, Baron von Games and Unspeakable and Mister Beast and all these guys. And, like they're like members of the family at this point. And like, 
Ah, it's just I you it's that like you don't want to be like Homer Simpson when they're starting to talk about something they're really interested in, whether it's you know, history, mechanics, uh, a YouTube video or something, and just be like, sounds interesting. Because then they're just going to figure out, like, you're not really listening to me, and like, right. or like you're being rude. But at the same time, like you said, Ari, it's a very fine line, because if you show too much interest, then they're going to be like, here, Dad, you read, like, have a bite of this. It's the equivalent of have a bite of this. It's like, no, here, you read this. Or like, right. no, you're going to love this video. Stand. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that I'm never going to live that down and that that lives. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I hope not. So, so Thomas, so they go to church. So they go to, uh, um, I oftentimes work on the radio Saturday or Sundays or sometimes both, especially during football season. And I'll have a setup here at home and I'll be on for hours at a time. And we have a nice church up the street where Sawyer goes to his pre-K and then they go on the weekends and they go to Sunday school and then they play with their friends inside or outside sometimes. Nice. And, uh, it's, it's a big open space, obviously to there's large, uh, big, in addition to like you know the you know the actual church space itself, like kids mask up, play hide and seek, and have some snacks, whatever. They have a grand old time. But uh, whenever they like get involved in conversations, Thomas is like I said, is one to like overshare. Em- Emily gets so mad; she probably gets so mad at me if I say this now, but I don't care. Um, so, <laughs> so she recently said something to me about like again trying to curtail the uses of these different words. You know, like, my nuts, like, don't ever say it. Like, don't say fart, toot, or anything because, you know, our kids are using it too often. And I said, Em, the thing is, like, you know, they might watch a movie where, like, robots punch each other, but our kids don't punch. She's like, well, you know, yeah, no, I know you never have been in a fight. And I know Thomas, but Sawyer gets a little, okay, I know he gets a little pushy at times, but they're good kids. Like, they have good hearts. They, they're they coming from our base of being m- much more gentle than most people. And... Something happened where she said Thomas was at church recently and she's and said something along the lines of like, um, oh, um, well, um, my dad's home at uh, my dad's home working right now. Um, He's usually pretty tired. Like the other night, like he couldn't sleep because my mom was farting in bed all night. (laughs) (laughs) And. The you're in God's house. You have to tell the truth. The look on Emily Emily was like, she's like, she's like, he needs to know, like, he needs to know better not to like be telling the pastor at our local church that you woke up because I farted in bed one day. I was like, and I was like, well, to be honest, Emily, it was like all night. (laughs) 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 And then then she's like, well, you made the sloppy joes, and I'm like, you're the one who went for thirds. (laughs) And then it (laughs) turned ridiculous. Oh my god! It is, and that's when you're just like, "This isn't real life." Like, the, the, how is this real? Like, I, I, I feel I'm not, like look, I'm honestly in like a single camera comedy all the time. All the time. I'm not here to. I'm not here to blame the victim. But if your lovely wife, who I've known for maybe 20 years, expects mm-hmm. you to not talk about farts, she shouldn't <laughs> have said yes to that second date. She's met you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I was just like, at the same time, I'm just like, uh, I was like, you know, I, Thomas, you can't do that. But at the same time, you almost, you almost want to be like, that was a pretty funny one. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then, and then, I, and, then, and then I also just want to pull him aside and just be like, it was horrible. It was so bad. 
I know. Sometimes like that Colonel happens. Like Colonel Kurtz in like Apocalypse Now. Imagine oh, how bad it was if I oh, couldn't oh, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes they will, they'll say something that's inappropriate, but is legitimately well-timed. Yes. You know, right. like uh, I've talked about this on okay. show before, but our, our, I don't know if it, I probably told you this, that our oldest a uh, couple of years ago got kicked out of camp uh, for a particularly innocuous and well-placed your mom joke. Um, he, he got expelled from camp for it was just they had a big camp meeting, I guess, to talk about something ser- serious. And the camp director said, Rex, uh, you need to move over. And he said, oh, your mom needs to move over. Uh, which, again, <laughs> right. Innocuous, well-timed. But but that. Yeah, Be- because it's just was... enough. It's just enough attitude, though, that they're like, we're going to nip this in the bud. Well, yeah. And because it was like eight strikes and you're out. Right. Like all okay. these other days he had been causing all this trouble. So that was the final thing. But I had that same thing where I was like, I have to be like, I'm unhappy that this happened to you. Uh, but right. also. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, we're going to try well to not done. use your mom setups. We're going to try not to mention on podcast that, Ma, you know, this is why mommy toots. But like at right. the same time, toots happen to everyone. They're adorable. And sometimes dad get dads get, um, you know, we get uh, dragged into like odd sniffing scenarios. I yes. can't believe I said that. Um, oh, by the way, um, but I will say, Ari, to your point of sometimes they say something. Uh, inappropriate that's really well-timed or like breaks the tension. This is sort of like a heartwarming. It was, I thought at the time it was going to be a tragic tale and turned out to be like a classic, very Stevens family sort of like, you know, and just for anyone who knows me and especially for anyone who doesn't like you guys know, like our, our family and it's sort of carrying on to a degree with my family now between me and my wife and my two kids. Um, you know, her family, they're, they're very good about, um, you know, just sort of like either sweeping it under the rug or just like not advertising their own internal issues, their crazy, their problems. Whereas like growing up, people would always say like, oh, I love the Stevens family. Like you were just as crazy. And I don't mean to misuse that word in case anyone actually has any, you know, it's like, again, all the God, podcasting yeah. and trying to do comedy in 2022. Life is basically just qualifiers and disclaimers. But yeah. A friend once said to me, like, no, 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 you were, you guys were just as crazy as the rest of us. You guys just advertised it and it made it fun for everyone. Like, you guys wore it, you guys wore it on your sleeve. Like, it was basically like, you know, like other people, if they're going to throw away a toilet, will probably either hire someone to take it away or put it in their truck or van and drive it to the town transfer station. We're the kind of family that puts it out on the sidewalk and then takes hilarious pictures on it. Yeah, you turned it into a planter. Yeah, and then your yeah, dad shits exactly. in it when the bus drives by. <laughs> uh, no, but my dad is the same dad who did once. Um, uh, he did fill he did fill the litter box once with cat food, and then was wondering why the cats were looking staring at him all day in the house and wouldn't eat. Um, and <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Oh, he was so, my dad, God bless him. Was uh, he drunk? He was so tuned out all the time. No, my dad really wasn't a drinker either. Um, yeah, uh, he, and he did also <laughs> once call my your mom. Your dad made all those choices sober. Yeah, he did. That's like all the cho- choices. We could do, as Ari knows, we could do hours and hours and hours of all the crazy stuff, funny stuff my dad did. Yeah. Um, one time when he was living in an apartment and my mom was living in the house I grew up in in Braintree, Mass., he called her and said, oh, God. Someone broke into my car and shit all over my car. Oh, God. Oh, why would someone do this? 
And my mom said, like, are you sure? Like, George, why would somebody literally break into your car and shit all over your car? Like, <laughs> like really? really? <laughs> why don't you go check this out and call me back? Calls my mom back 10 minutes later. And he's like, wow, you know, the funny thing was uh, I left a 12-pack of Coke Zero on the floor in the car and it froze overnight. <laughs> and my mom was like... <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, wait a second. You mistook exploded frozen Coke Zero for <laughs> explosive diarrhea? Your dad lives in, your in a world car? where <laughs> Occam's razor suggests that the most likely outcome is some dude just shat all over his car. Like explosively like, shat. Like opened over the, the car door and like got in and aimed their <laughs> like the butthole control. And like the a bunch of the shit was still in cans. All right, but so on the subject of my dad, so my dad is unfortunately is um his Parkinson's and has had to live in a managed medical care facility for almost eight years now. And um so when COVID broke out, there was the wildfire, basically the proverbial wildfire of uh, you know, COVID sweeping through nursing homes. And I got a call one day that my dad's pulse ox went down and he wasn't looking good and he was having trouble breathing. So this is only like a month into the pandemic. And I'm thinking like, oh God, my dad, he's early 80s. He has Parkinson's and diabetes. He has multiple comorbidities. I remember like, when this happened, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, like, oh, I texted you guys immediately. Um, and I was just like, my God, like I'm driving down to do a window side visit to my dad to potentially like say goodbye. This is unreal. So we hustled up, got the kids together, got them like they were just like, like all of us in sweats and whatever, having just done virtual school, wrestling on the sofa, whatever. And we made a huge poster board that said, love you, Papu. You got like, you can do this. Um, Papu, of course, as Ari knows, being Greek for grandfather. Um, and uh, got everyone in the car and blazed the 30 minute ride from where I was living outside of Boston to the suburbs where his nursing home is and we got went to the window and i saw him and we hold up the sign and i held up both of the kids and we were just waving and blowing kisses to him and he was there looking very tired and very faint and i could almost sort of hear through the slit in the screen window uh i could sort of hear that he was having trouble breathing and i was like oh my god like this is it i cannot believe this is how this is this is it. it's just you don't even know what to say and so I'm just in kind of stunned silence at this point, and we all, with our masks on, go back to the car and take them off, and Emily drives home, and I'm just dead silent the whole time because, you know, what do you say to somebody who may have just had to, like, say farewell to a loved one, to a parent? I mean, I lost one, and that was traumatic enough. It's all It'll always be traumatic no matter when or how you lose them, whether it's suddenly or something you have time to plan or prepare for. You're never ready for it no matter what everybody tells you. And... Uh, we like maybe two minutes from the house after this silent, emotional, memorable drive, uh, something happened where Thomas was alerted to something and looked out the window. I think it, maybe he looked out the window and was caught off guard by something. And Sawyer, who at the time is only two and is in his car seat, looks out the same window and then turns back and just goes, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Out of nowhere. And just breaks all the tension and like potential sad that has just been building in the car. And we all end up out of nowhere. 
nowhere. It's like literally somebody like sent this star bubble down from like the heavens and it made it all the way into Sawyer's head and it came out of his mouth and out of nowhere, like no one else swore because kids usually at that age will only swear when they hear you swear. Right. Hence why Emily has that house policy of like, well, you swear they're going to swear, so stop swearing. First time Thomas swore, his mom stubbed her toe and she said, oh, shit. That hurts. And Thomas looked up at us and goes, oh, shit. And then we're like, great. Now he's now like the seal's been broken on that. It's like farting on uh, when you're around a loved one. Now he's broken the seal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So out of nowhere, Sawyer just said, oh, shit. And we all just laughed. And like, you know, 10 days later, my dad's fine. And has you know, and it was it's had an ongoing health crisis for years. He's had it twice and has been able to beat it twice. And it's just a miracle. But my um, my God, the inappropriateness at that time, like just. Uh, just it's kind of saved us you know so at the same time like to sort of like full circle the speaking inappropriately around your kids thing like well you know what if it was his dad that he heard the s word from and knows he shouldn't be saying it but at the same time like at that moment in time like he totally saved us and made it okay oh my god that's a very it's a wonderfully your dad way to break the tension (laughs) yeah a thousand percent when Odie was your son's age, Sawyer's age, he used to very casually walk around and just be like, oh, shit. And, and yeah. like he would, he would be like, oh, shit, look at those birds. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he used it so beautifully. The first time I ever heard him swear was like he stubbed his toe in the door and I just hear him go, this door's being a fucking idiot. <laughs> he was four years old. <laughs> And like, I was like, well, that door was, it being was being a fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. He was just trying to in, open it. In fairness, that door was being an F and a hole. What are yep, you going to do right? about it? Right. I would have described it differently, but he's not wrong. There've been a million different times. Like I said, where I've just sort of stood around <laughs> saying aloud, like, this can't be real. Like, this isn't real. Like the kid, like they're running, they're wrestling, they're screaming, uh, this, that, the other, your mother, your brother, like it, it, it happens all the time. But the one time, like, the kids did something that legitimately sent mortal fear into us. It's funny now on the other side, but I just want you guys to imagine this. Betsy, I'm not sure any time that you ever were home with Ari in Boston, if you ever went to the Museum of Science. Yes. Did you guys yeah. ever do? Okay. We go almost every if time, I feel like. Yeah. Although I it's would like, imagine it's so. Yeah. It's incredibly we- expensive. It is. We had a. We had a. Uh, but like, it's not bad if you go. If you get a year long member family membership and you go a number of times, yeah. then you ultimately sort of make make it worth it. Uh, it's not as much per visit, but and you get a discount on packing and the whole thing. Anyway, yeah, so, you can make it work out. You can make it work. So, we had a family membership, and I was at work one day, and Emily called me, and she would know. Like, all right, if I'm, at, you know, either at a game working or. I'm on the air on radio. Like I can't take, like it has to be, if, if she's going to call, she knows the hours show prep is one thing wrapping up and doing post or whatever is another thing. But like, there's a four hour window. Like I would need to text her or call and say like, I can talk real quick or Otherwise, like, what she's is it? got to call the 800 number, talk to the screener <laughs> you and know. just be like, hi. Uh, yeah. First time, long time. What do you guys think? Uh, who do you think will replace Tom Brady? And, uh, also I can't find Sawyer. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> So, so she's at the Museum of Science, and when you leave the Museum of Science and you're making your way to the parking lot, 
Uh, there's this super long hallway. Yeah. That uh, and there's a couple of machines where you can pay for your parking on the way out, get the slip, and then the, you know drive, and then ultimately find your way into intense Boston traffic at any hour of day. <laughs> and uh, Thomas had to like one kid wants to use the bubbler, wants to get some water. One kid wants to go to the bathroom, and Emily's by herself, and she's trying <laughs> Wait, to like really navigate. Quick, that's a drinking fountain for anyone outside of Massachusetts. Yes. A bubbla, we call them back up there. So one kid wants to use the water fountain, one kid wants to use the bathroom, and she's trying to like get their coats on and pay for parking and navigate this whole situation. And she turns around, she said, for what may have been like five seconds, like five seconds, like like lifting Thomas up to use the water fountain. And she turns around and Sawyer, who loves to like hide, <gasps> who loves to play hide and seek with his brother, is gone. And we're not just talking about like he's like gone i mean like he is gone and so she like so she's like where sawyer okay come out okay you 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 got mommy come out come out where are you um you win and then she like opens one bathroom door and yells into the men's room like sorry just like sawyer sawyer goes into the women's room but but thanos has snapped and he is gone exactly yeah he was part of the snapture so um so now she like runs down the hallway and she's like, you like, excuse me, did you see like this little boy, like little blonde boy? Like, and she's starting to have that I've lost my child at the mall panic. Well, at least there you can run and just be like, would friggin' Sawyer Stevens please come to Sam Goody's? Your mom is looking for you. Or, you know, or a kid can then go to the kiosk and say, like, would the parents of Betsy Stover please report to the information desk, please? Like, this is a museum. There's no bot. There's really no avenue for doing this. It's also not a common procedure to lose a child in the walkway. Like, by the go meet your mom by the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, dummy. She said she'll meet you at the Tesla coils at three. Come on. <laughs> so. Hey, go to the chick hatchery, you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, yeah, it's the, uh, you know, the stairs, they kind of look like a waterfall. They're like waterfall stairs. Yeah, go there, you (laughs) dum-dum. So, so like, she's in a full-blown panic now. She said, like, her heart is, like, beating out of her chest. She said it was easily, she can't find him for, like, ten minutes. And she said it is the most nervous she has ever been in her life. She thought, like, oh, my God, I legitimately have lost my child. Like, I'm going to have to, like, call the authorities or, like, get the security here involved and, like, start this massive, cast this net around. What? Did somebody take my child? Whatever. All of a sudden, she, like, yells his name a couple more times, like, Sawyer, this is not funny. Get out here. Like, and Thomas is running around, like, Sawyer, where are you? Sawyer, what? Full-blown panic. And just as she's about to do that, there's this little nylon cone that uh, you can put up that like oh has like God. two like three metal sticks that says like caution floor is wet. Yes. It's not just a sin the mini sandwich boards that say you know slippery when wet. They're like these little and Sawyer was just small enough to to when mom wasn't looking run find it and hide literally inside like he slipped in and under the nylon and like fa- like almost like a trick that like you would see like David Blaine pull <laughs> and stuck himself in the nylon like caution when wet floor was just mopped sign and stayed in there for 10 minutes and then came out and was like surprise surprise all right oh my god 
I let her have whatever she needed that night. She's like, "What you? Can I pour you?" When I got home from where, it's like, "You want a drink? Mom needs a steak. Uh, you want to go to bed? What? Like, I, like I, I that That's is literally. Awful. I freak out and panic when the kids. Luckily, we've never. All of us haven't been sick so far during the two years of living in pandemia. I can't stand it when the kids get a cold, let alone the flu or something. And, uh, but like, I would, I would, I wouldn't know what to do. Oh my and god! And she like wrote it out, and just before the full blown panic happened, the little shit comes out of. <laughs> That's wild. A mopping sign. Like a kitty yeah. cat going under a door. And kids are wild because you hear your mom shouting in fear, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I look how small time. I am, motherfuckers. <laughs> we all did that in department stores in those oh. round clothing racks, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What oh, was yeah. more oh, fun they still, yeah, the kids than frightening nothing. your mom doing that? Oh my god! Oh, I, I, I can't even imagine. But at the same time, like it's funny now. But I, 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 but I imagine like her body still like tenses up anytime you mention that. She's like, no, it's not funny. Like, well, it is. He's, he's still with. It. He's here. He can't. Yeah. But yeah, your mind races and has all sorts of crazy thoughts oh, in those moments. I'm just like, and this is the moment. This is the moment. We'll look back at that. This was the moment that we never saw him again. Odie is so good at hiding. He is like an assassin. Like I have, I have torn up the house because he's he's tiny. like Sawyer. He's yeah. tiny and he's patient, right? Mm-hmm. He's like you expect to see him like breathing through a reed under the swamp. Yeah, um, but like I have misplaced him. <laughs> that to- is such a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little Navy SEAL. He's a little Navy SEAL in training. Exactly. Um, like like covering everywhere. himself in like the camo and hiding from the predator. That's, that's, that's like exactly. Painting himself, painting painting himself, himself like clay. clay. Come so on, that- you, du- you ugly son of a bitch. Come on, I'm here. Hey, mom, I'm hiding under the mop thing. Come on, let's go. <laughs> mom, I need slacks. Yeah. Uh, Come on, mom. I told you I wanted the pirate booty and you brought this bullshit goldfish. Come on, I'm here. <laughs> um so anyway, so he's he's like, I'm gonna hide. It's like, all right. He hid so well that I was looking for him outside in the backyard, and it turns out that the whole time he was in the same room with me. <laughs> uh like what? he had taken out the laundry, got in the laundry basket, put it over himself. And that's good for, you know, just sat there, I assume, snickering to himself <laughs> for maybe a full 10 minutes while I was like, what the fuck did he go outside? How did that happen? Jesus Christ, do I have to call the name? Like, no, 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 in the same room. And it's like, did you he just come see out the with- eyes blink and he's like painted perfectly like, like the wall, like in the Hunger Games, yes. he's like a rock and some bushes. <laughs> <sighs> Nick, tell me specifically what, when you have to leave so I can time this out. Uh, 2.40, so 13 40. minutes. So okay, Ari, great. Uh, yeah, I want to hear Ari's story. All right, I'll, I'll just do a, the sort of quickie okay. version of that. So what's broken you, Ari? So here's what's, uh, here's what's broken me. So, so Rex, my oldest, he's got a bit of the sort of like, what we used to call like a player hater. Like if there's something that is super popular, he's going to generally be against it like when the when the red sox play the dodgers right so like i'm from boston so i'm a big red sox fan so my kids are like nominally red sox fans right like they don't they don't follow sports a lot but they've got like a mookie bet shirt well an old mookie bet shirt uh etc etc <laughs> and so it rex was 
less rooting for the Red Sox and more against the Dodgers. Uh, and I was like, you've got no reason. You're not from San Francisco. Ugh. You don't. Uh, same thing like when he Nick, was. he's so Slytherin. He's so Slytherin. Like, he, he's he is a, so, he isn't he? I remember yeah, telling is. you about this, like when his Little League team was the Yankees and he just refused to put on the hat and put, to the point where I, the guy with the Red Sox tattoo was like, it's just the Yankees, like relax. And I, I kept saying like, Rex, you don't hate the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. Like you moved out of New York when you were two years old. Like you have no, but so. so and you I, respect the fact that he wanted to do something that he thought at the time would make you happy or like yes, that he would hold, yes. that he would hold that grudge and show paternal or familial allegiance. But at the same it, time, right like. Until the point he, where he was like, I will not wear my uniform on the field. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, you will. Come on, man. Come on. This is not anyway, the time for the protest. Yeah. So yeah. the thing in December that he turned his ire on was he decided he hated Christmas carols. Like, what? Really? Yes. And so we'd be in the car. You know, the happiest music? Yeah, that you play three weeks a year. Um, And so we would get in the car and we'd go somewhere. So, like, we were going to this... This thing to meet up some, with some friends on like basically Christmas Eve, <laughs> Christmas Eve proper, playing Christmas mm-hmm. cows in the car, and he is grousing the whole time, right? And then like, like Louis Armstrong was singing Christmas in Harlem, and it was like, oh, this song again from some <laughs> old guy who's probably dead now who I've heard a million times. I was like, number one. This is Louis Armstrong. He's a national treasure. He's not some old guy. Number two, you've never heard the song Christmas in Harlem. No. (laughs) That's a bit of a deep cut. Uh, You are not tired of this. But he would get so mad. Just bah humbug and the whole refused. So mad the whole time. So bah humbug. It was wild. It was absolutely insane. And he starts early, too. Because he'll be like, I was at... I was at CVS and the crib, he'd be like, uh, the Halloween candy was barely gone and they were already playing Christmas carols. Like, 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 <laughs> like as if he, that night we're going to be visited by three ghosts who are going to set him straight. <laughs> now see, I get my, my dander goes up. Like I get pissed off, um, when, you go to like it's August and there's Halloween candy in CVS. Like, yeah, like, like you don't have to let me know. A, the candy by the time I eat it is this old, and B, who the fuck when it's ninety degrees says like, oh, quick, hurry up, get all the you know, stock <laughs> right. get those Snickers before they're gone. Yeah, a hot like, handful not, of you know, Reese's cups. <laughs> right, a, a nice, a nice melty Charleston chew, a nice, nice <laughs> liquid, nice liquid mounds for your mouth. That's what she said. Charleston ooze so, at this point. <laughs> so. You know, you can't get back to school stuff unless you shop in like late June or early June. Like, Dude. I hate that stuff. But like, Me there too. are certain seasonally appropriate things that when they come around are meant to like save us, rescue us, or like like yes. bring joy into our lives. And like the fact that like that triggers Rex Ugh. is like and then you can't hilarious, but also so on brand. Yes. That's- right. And the thing is, there are, you know, there are a few reasons you could get salty about the Christmas season, right? If you were... If you had your dander up over the unfettered capitalism of it, right? If you mm-hmm. were religious and you're like, this isn't about what it's supposed to be, right? Rex isn't either of those things. Or if it was like the same song, right? If you're like, I can't hear this Paul McCartney Christmas song one more time. Okay, 
legit. Uh, but to just be mad at the holiday. And so I'm in this weird position of like, you know, you shouldn't tell a kid how they feel, right? You've got to honor <laughs> yep. what they tell you, right? But so so I hate it when I'm like, this is not how you feel. Because that's such an insane thing to tell someone. But it was like, I hate Christmas. <laughs> you don't. You don't hate Christmas. I don't know what this is, but you're not mad at Christmas carols. Like, you're fine. Christmas carols are fine. They're great. And also, you haven't heard this song. We never listen to them. So we eventually get there. Like, isn't Christmas like the Pavlovian jingle? Like the sound that like lets kids know like presents, like the yeah. ability to like eat more and candies yes. and sweets and yes. like uh, it's not toys gremlins. And Dad didn't like break his neck sliding down the chimney. Like, there's no negative association. The Luftwaffe didn't bomb us on Christmas Eve. Like, there's no no reason that he should be mad at this. Right. But grouses the entire time. Oh, and then by the way, then what also happens as a, and I don't really blame him for this, but it is a backsplash from it, is that then the six-year-old who always wants to look cool will start kind of being a hater about stuff. And we always nip that in the butt, right? Like it, he'll let Odo be like, <laughs> Christmas carols. I'm like, nope, not you. You love this. He's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, just a great favorite. I am going to lock you in a room and play you nothing but Mariah Carey and Darlene Love for the next dude, six hours. You are not Odie. kidding. Um, and oh, then, dude, those, that's hilarious. We get to this. Uh, we're meeting some friends at, and uh, at this outdoor. There's just like uh, like an arboretum kind of thing here called Descanso Gardens. And uh, every year they do this thing called Enchanted Forest of Light, where they put all these lights in the forest, and it's very beautiful. We go every year. And uh, we were meeting some friends, and may- maybe the second or third time we've, like, seen people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so... In, in two years. In two years. Uh, and so we're like, all right, good. No one's, no one's sick. We can finally see our friends. Um, outside. Outside, right. So we... Uh, and, and they have two kids, too. So we get a little separated into two groups. I'm with the dad and, you know, maybe the younger kid or something like that. And... Uh, then I guess at some point, Betsy comes over and she's like, and, and I have sort of granted. So I see the dad, Ethan, and, and right away we're just like, we're going to sort of sneak off here and we're going to talk about, you know, sci-fi movies and we're going to talk about sports and just, I'm trying to talk about whiskey and just like be dads for a second. And then Betsy comes yeah, over and she's like, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to go sit with our, uh, by our smokeless fire pit, drinking a craft beer out of our stainless steel tumbler. <laughs> Talking about man, talking about man things, and crying about the fact that our lives are almost over. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's called. That's called. Exactly. That's yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I empty, I just finished emptying everything, uh, coming from a youth sports event. Uh, but I, and also I had to go to a big box store to stock up on um, piles of salt. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Uh, I live that life too, Ari. Yes. So, uh, and the whole time conscious of like, oh, Betsy's got kind of all the kids. Betsy and Kate, or Frank Kate, have all the kids. It's like, but also, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, hide is a strong word, but I'm going to put the laundry on top of my head and crouch down in this basket uh, and wait till she screams for 10 minutes and then come out. And at some point, she's like, hey, I kind of <laughs> need your help with something. I'm like, what? He's like, well, Odie got in his head. He wanted to try bread pudding. And he threw up the moment it touched his mouth. <laughs> So now, and of course, you know, so we have not seen friends in years. The first time we go out. And everyone's jumpy. Everyone's skittish about COVID. Mm. Our kid throws up, which right away is just like ringing the plague bell. We're like, I'm clean. Yeah. Right. Uh, And then 
Ajax has Hazmat now, suits and everyone just like yes. freaking out. Helicopters overhead. Yeah. overreacting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then of course, you know, Ajax understandably gets it in his head that he's going to throw up down too. Because <laughs> he's very empathetic. <laughs> yes. And no, he's easy to... to no, yeah, sympathy to barf. No, it's yes. the worst. And, you know, and I get it. Like, you know, you see someone throw up, it makes you want to throw up, right? Like, we've all seen Goonies. Like, that happens. There's a biological impulse for... But we also don't know at this point. We're like, well, is it just because he's an empath and he saw his brother throw up? Or uh, And listeners know that this one is the one with the tricky, tricky gag, gag reflex. reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Or is he just going to gonna bath because they got insta covid like, like yeah. we don't know <laughs> uh but so so then meanwhile like you know oh and by the way the whole time before we left we had a big fight with all the kids where we're like uh you gotta wear a jacket it's gonna get cold we don't want to we don't get cold you got trust us we looked at the thing you're gonna get cold we don't every, want to every time we go to this thing everyone's freezing yeah plot twist they weren't cold yeah it was uh especially totally got there warm. and all they did is complain and they were completely right yeah uh My fault. yeah so we're so we're, also i'm carrying on a backpack now with all these puffy jackets in it and betsy and i are taking turns carrying the six six-year-old and uh, blah, blah 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 and then you and know, we don't want to leave because this is the first time we've been social in two years yes but it's constant complaints that everyone's feeling like hot garbage, allegedly. And uh, and then on the way, uh, I'm sort of truncating the story a little for time, but on the way out, I'm walking with the older two kids and Betsy is carrying the six-year-old. We're walking to this parking lot. And then as if I were in a science museum in Boston, I look away for five seconds and Betsy and ODR, gone. Yes. Just lost And same them. experience on our end. Yep. Turn around, they're gone. It literally, you know, how hard could it be to find this woman who was not 20 feet in front of me with a loud toddler, right? These are people who, you know, it's Odie. You can hear him from a block away. Uh, we end up walking around that parking lot, carrying all this stuff for, what, a half an hour? Uh, oh no! And this isn't even that big. It's not like you get lost at like Disneyland. No, we're not at Disney. It's like a regular parking lot that I walk up and down every single thing and just getting more and more pissed off, just grumpier every second. But also trying to keep kind of the spirits up for the kids, uh, and ju- and just wait. Like, well, at some point, you know, I'll find her. Blah 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 blah. Just the absolute worst. <laughs> like you, you're in the department store and you realize you're holding the wrong woman's hand. And oh, and you, gone. you had left your phone in the car. Sorry. And I left my phone in the car at home, which uh, I never do. Why? No. I, that's that's yeah, the key thing. Like we, oh, you're not gonna. On need the way, your phone. we pulled out of the driveway, and I go, "Ah, oh, my phone's inside." And we go, "What are you gonna?" What, what yeah, you we're running late. I, yeah. What are the odds? It's okay. You know what? Actually, it's fine. It's nice to disconnect for a change. Exactly. We'll have an authentic right. family exactly. experience. Oh, and I disconnected for a change for a half an hour. And this is when, at some point, uh, oh. and this was my kids will go the week. Uh, hey, daddy, is it is it okay to swear now? And I'd be like, yeah, it's okay to swear. And one of them would be like, yeah, this whole thing fucking stinks. And I'm like, it does. It, it fucking stinks, guys. <laughs> it, it, you can't get mad because it does fucking stink. And they asked. It right? fucking sucks. 
It does. Yeah. It stinks. It's ridiculous. Nick, uh, and where you know, can you're, you... And you're adorable when you get... And you're adorable when you get mad, Ari. I love it. Like, <laughs> it takes, I'm adorable like, all the time. That's it, my... Like, it takes so much to make you mad. Like, it's true. Uh, I, think, I, I think I accidentally made you mad once over the 20-something years I've known you. And I felt so badly because it was like one of those... Probably the same way our kids, if like, since we try not to get mad with our kids and rationalize things and not be like... You know, people that used to just get mad or blame them or do like caustic parental things like they they probably like, oh, man, like dad was serious. Like dad, dad yelled or dad was stern with me like that same way. Like the one time I think I made you mad, I like for like days I was like, oh, man, I must have <laughs> really effed up because like I made even Ari mad. Like, oh, I, I got to learn a lesson from I this one. I remember being mad at you was I feel like at our show when you like yep. announced the birth of our kid or whatever. Uh, the fact that Betsy was pregnant, but I'd read it on Facebook, but yet I usurped your right to tell the audience as opposed to, you know, Marty Motormouth just hopping on stage and being like, hey, congratulations, <laughs> Betsy and Ari are going to be having a child, everyone. <laughs> that's it. That's Nick. it. And still in hindsight, it was like, well, I saw it on Facebook. So that's to this day why I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, where can people find you? Where can they see what you do? Okay. Um... They can, if you want to read my thoughts on sports uh, and all that jazz, I'm on social medias at Fitzy GFY. Uh, Which stands for Go Fuck I, Yourself. Ah, it's good, means good for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God fearing youth. <laughs> good fun yearly. Great uh, But my. But, but my uh, but my all my socials are at Ahoy Nick Stevens on the Insta, TikTok, the Twitter, the, um, aging myself up, Facebook, all that jazz. Um, and yeah, uh, if you're in Boston, you can listen to me or hear me uh, on Weei and Big 103 in Boston. Do stuff for the Patriots and uh, a little bit of, a little bit of here there, occasionally some TV commercials, a little bit of here there and everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I still, I still kind of approach life, uh, every aspect of it the same way. Like, you know, like you said at the top, like Jack of many trades, master of none. And I feel like that's exactly what it takes to like survive now. <laughs> and having kids is like Jack of all trades, master of none. How is it? Like, I'm, I'm how he's, he's, he's okay at everything. He's, there's nothing he's really uh, great at. I kind of hope that's what people same. say when I long depart this great green ball. Yeah. <laughs> The, the utility infielders of life. I, I, I'm so completely content with being my family's Brock Holt, if you yes. will. Just like plug me in and I can play. I can I can I can get you. I can get you a game or a couple of outs or maybe a clutch double when you need me. This will land with none of our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that, uh, yeah, Rex, uh, you and I, are, we are the Brock Holt and Rex Hudler of dads. <laughs> I love it. I, I that just for you and me on that one, kid. Yeah, and you sure. can check Ari out at IlluminatiImprov.com, teaching classes and whatnot. Anything else you want to? Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just at Ari Vukitas, standard spelling. Mm-hmm. If you like Why Mommy Drinks and you want to support the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows or leave a message on our hotline. Uh, copy with your shit show. 424 uh, Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842.
And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. Well, dear listener, uh, Nick, thanks for coming on the show, by the way. You are doing a great job. Truly. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, at daddy. It, I, 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 yes, I, at everything else. No. Uh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, like yeah, like you look like a really like you look like a really sad Ed Norton these days, Nick. Good job. Uh, you sad look, you look like uh, you look like uh, you look like the guy from Modern Family that just got left one cycle too long in the dryer. That's fine. Everything's working out for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look you you look like you look like a Kennedy that just had you know like that's <laughs> played football on the ski hill one too many times. I, was gonna say, yeah, I get it. You can stop it. You look like a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're doing a great I, job betsy, too. i have long betsy i have comfortably and long since uh hit the i don't care i maybe you guys are there too maybe it's just like the pandemic it's life it's an age it's how long you've been a parent but like i have so long since sailed into the I don't give a shit if you have white wine with your steak red wine with your fish whatever you do phase of life um I'm just, I'm comfortably in the, I'm just taking care of me and mine. And if we can get together and have a good time together, great. But if not, we'll just go do our thing and, uh, you know, catch you at the next episode, you know? Uh, and it's for, kind for of background, a, and, when we were younger, Nick was a real asshole about wine pairings. <laughs> <laughs> I, everything ends up in Star Wars and food, Ari, damn it. <laughs> kids, get in here. You know this about me. And oh, that's yes. why I love both of you. Well, dear listener, if you find yourself looking everywhere for your rainbow hoo-hoo, or uh, if if you find yourself just saying, you love Christmas music, shut up, <laughs> or if you find yourself getting roped into smelling another person's nuts, just know that you are doing a great job. <laughs> we got him. And we're clear. My mommy drinks. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrow's will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire.